So right now, as I'm making this podcast, they have people right now in Minneapolis having an uprising. They're upset. They're angry. They're hurt about the murder of George Floyd. Now, many of us have watched that video and I have committed to not showing that video on any of our platforms because we have to get out of trauma porn. Now, I think that's a new term they're calling it where we're literally watching the trauma of black people and it's being broadcasted constantly. But you notice that they do not show the trauma of white people, just like they didn't want to show white people dying of the coronavirus because they understand psychologically, they do not want you to see a bunch of white death and white suffering. You understand? But they want us and everybody in the world to be conditioned to see black death and black suffering so they can look at us as less than. So when they kill us in the street, it's not going to be taken as bad because they have conditioned society to see it. That's why it don't matter how egregious the death of black people, the mainstream white media will show that. Now, many of us, I watch video after video of people saying they're angry, they're sick and tired. And yes, we're all sick and tired. Let me, let me talk about myself for a minute. I've been sick and tired for years. And of course, many of you have been sick and tired for years. And when you hear me speak about maybe we should try our lot in Africa, it's not that I'm afraid. It's not that I'm not a fighter. I'm a fighter to the core. I believe in the second amendment. I go toe to toe with anybody on anything to fight for mine. I couldn't be one of these parents. Let me tell you something. Trayvon Martin's father to me, I know he lost his son, but he's not a man. It ain't no way that George Zimmerman would be walking around right now if he killed my son. It, it just wouldn't happen. Or any of them that would kill my children. No, I, I, I couldn't live like that. And look, I, I would be at peace going out because you know what? I have to take a stand for, for my child and to send a message too that that's not going to be tolerated. But when Trayvon Martin's father didn't take a stand about George Zimmerman, that also sent a message to the rest of them. And that's where it all comes from the ripple effect from the situation with Trayvon Martin. So we have seen many brothers and sisters get killed by the police. And we're tired. We're sick and tired. We, we over and over and over and over and over. And we've had, you know, uprisings after uprisings after uprisings. But yes, we'll come together for an uprising, but we don't have the lasting effects that would, would cause us to actually make headway, not only in America, but throughout the world. Our unification is the only thing that can defeat the white supremacists. You have to understand that. And when I say white supremacists, I'm mentioning a, the system that we live in. We live in a white supremacist system. We have to understand that. We live in a particular system of apartheid and if we get together and unify on a lasting level and do things that's going to make structural change listen these people would not come up with no laws to change anything for us as black people understand that i'm a kind of person is that if we're gonna fight we all fight we don't have one person going out there going toe-to-toe with race soldiers or a few people and the rest of you sitting on the sideline kind of looking like, Oh man, 
kind of looking, looking like you don't know what to do, but we all suffering. You understand? And we have done everything we could to try to get along with these people. We have done things like try to make them feel comfortable. We try not to be loud. We try not to be ourselves. We try to make sure they're okay around us. We, we, we try to not let them think that we don't want them around us like that or keep them away from us. We don't want them to think that we check with them on anything that we're going to do. I mean, we've done everything you could think. Look, even with the police, do George Floyd have proven he was the one that proved that even when you complied, you still can get killed. And it's been other brothers that have had their hands up and they still gunned them down because they look at us as the natural enemy. They hate us. Don't you understand that? You can't reform people that hate you. You can't ask people to see my pain. Why do you do that? They don't care about your pain. Do you understand? If you go back to that video, listen to me. If you go back to that video and watch that cop, Derek Chauvin, as George Floyd was saying he couldn't breathe. He said he's going to kill me. And you look at that devil's face. He was enjoying that. He enjoyed killing that brother. You can't reform. And listen, that has been the spirit of those people for hundreds of years. You can't reform Satan. And you can't reform that. And I don't know why black folks are trying to either reform it or talk to it. You can't do that with a devil. Trying to reform them is like reforming Satan himself. You can't reform Satan. All you can do is go at Satan and give him what he going to get from you. But these people are, are thirsty for your blood. They love your suffering. They love your pain. They get off to that. Your pain, black people, not all these other groups, yours. Because they consistently make sure to hurt, harm, and kill us. Not other groups. Now, here and there, they may do it. I'm not saying they haven't done it. But understand, we are target and public enemy number one. They view us as an enemy. It's not the police. It's the whole system. It's Congress. It's the Senate. It's the, uh, uh, the judges. It's the DAs. It's white Joe and Joan public. The whole system hates us. Now, many of you say, and let's address that here. Well, I'm not from North Africa. I'm here. I, I, they sold us over here. Where they sold you from? If you, if they say you sold you, where, where you come from? You come from Africa, right? The, the world itself started on the, in the continent of Africa. But let's talk about fighting here. Since, since, you know, you, a lot of you are so militant about America. Okay. I saw this one young brother tonight, boy, he said it, he said it so well. He said, listen, this country was never built for us as black people. They built it. Say our ancestors built this and they the one have it and we don't get no benefits. So you know what? I'm out here. I don't care if it burned down. All of it could burn down. I don't care. Now that's, that's what the young brother said tonight. Then he had another young brother that was out here. And, and actually he was saying that, listen, I'm even half white, but I understand that I'm black and this not built for us. He said, look how these people murder us in the street. He said, man, we got to go to Africa and build things over there. That was a young brother saying that. That brother couldn't be no one like 23, 24. And he, he's, you know, has a white parent and he even recognized that this system and how it is. 
So you hear me talking about that is because I have no problem fighting. There's one sister come to my chat on Instagram and she would say, you know, you, you can't run brother. You got to fight. Listen, I say, I have no problem fighting. I am a fighter. I'm a fighter because do you hear my commentary? Do I, do I tell you guys, well, Hey guys, we just need to go along to get along. And do you hear me doing that? No, I don't tell nobody to go along and get along because I don't believe in going along and get along. Forget that. I'm not trying to make these people comfortable. I don't care about them. I don't care about their feelings. I don't care about their existence. I don't care because they don't care about my feelings in my existence. And they have proven that hundreds and hundreds of years. And even the same people that say, well, I didn't enslave black people. You're right. You didn't. You're worse because you know what your ancestors have done and you have continued that system to oppress black people. So you're worse. That's how I feel about that. Well, well, what can I do? Why we got to tell you what to do? We have done everything for you and we still got to tell you how to fix your, your crap. You see, we as black folks, if we're going to be in America, we got to come to some harsh reality. If we, if we knew to do some things, like I can give you some things that black folks need to do, but a lot of you, you unfortunately won't do it. If you really want to stay in America and make headway and change in America, it's some simple things to do. Safety in numbers, meaning all black folks got to return back to the South. Well, I ain't going no South, man. I'm out here in, in New York. I'm in California. I ain't, I ain't going down there. Okay. That's why we're not unified at all. If you look at a place like California, we only 6% of the population. And politically, we don't have enough clout over there to handle some things. You have to join with other groups to make some moves. And we have seen other groups try to look out for themselves, not for black people. See, I think I understand the great migration, but I think that's one of, I think that's a mistake because we should have stayed. We should have stood in the South because we were more powerful and had more, more um, of, of a base at that time period. But if you want to stay in America, we need to all come back to the South because that's what the majority of black Americans are at from the South all the way up to maybe up to New York, the East coast area. But that's where we at. Have your power base. There's a lot of States that you can stay in, be in the area where a lot of us are at. Then when you get in these areas, you take over politically, you take over every area, police departments, you take over the, the uh, judicial system. You, you become prosecutors. You, you do city hall, you do everything you could think of, create businesses. And then when you do all this, make sure it's through us only. For instance, if you don't have a bank that is a black owned bank, then you need to get with a bank like one United bank. You can sign up with them. It's a black owned bank. You could fund your account and do everything through them. And they are visibly black. They talk about black all day long. Like we don't even not even have a, a, an account at a black owned bank. Most of us. If we're going to stay here in America, we have to have a particular, definitely strong code to say we buy black, we support black. We do everything for ourselves. We don't let them educate us. We create our own schools. We create our own grocery stores. We do everything for self. We don't have no uh, affiliation or attachment to them. And then we all stick together on everything. We practice our second amendment rights. We learn how to, you know, use our, our firearms. 
that we receive and, and, and buy. But there's so many things that we need to do, invest in each other, invest in businesses, and also have a relationship on the continent as well. So we got to have people on the continent that comes from America to go set some things up because we need to get access so we can even funnel some of those things into the black communities in America. But if you, if your end goal isn't the unification of black people, then once again, we're going to be upset. We're going to be angry. We're going to be hurt to watch another black man murder literally right in front of our eyes. And it's going to go back to business as usual. And this system banks on that because you don't sustain the pressure. You don't sustain the anger. It subsides. And that's what they know that y'all will be upset for about a good week, maybe two. And then you'll go back to business as usual. And they know that about black folks that we don't have staying power with a whole lot of things. See, they haven't been tested. Listen, coronavirus has shown you that with two months of intense pressure on them, they collapse. Intense pressure. The coronavirus was intense pressure on them, and they couldn't use their weapons or nothing like that against coronavirus. But you see, they cannot take the pressure. Economically, they cannot take it. Now, let's talk about people who are out in the streets who are, you know, looting or whatever. I'm not condemning nobody. Anybody that's coming out there condemning those brothers and sisters out there in in, in a city, you shame on you. You should just be quiet. And the reason why you should be quiet is because of this. They and we have asked them to reform the police departments. I don't know how many times we have asked them to lock these crooked cops up. We have asked them to treat us equally. We have asked for more black police officers. We've asked for so many different things peacefully. Okay. They killed uh, Jamar Clark in, in Minneapolis. They killed Philando Castile and black folks didn't do what they're doing now. It's been a history of killing and brutality against black people in that city and many others. And the only time people listen to black people, unless they see target being set ablaze, that's the only time they listen to black people. When black people being peaceful with you, you don't listen to black people. They won't, I don't know why they burning down their neighborhoods. You have gentrified everything. Black people hardly own anything. What are you talking about? Their own neighborhoods. You own it all. What are you talking about? The small businesses that's in those neighborhoods, maybe some black, maybe some black people own it, but for the most part, no, those major corporations is not ran by black people. So how you say you burn it down your own neighborhoods? That means we would own it all and we don't own our neighborhoods like that. That's a freaking lie. The fact is the only thing this country understands is money and loss of it. Their God is money. And when you look at all the millions and millions of dollars of damage that's going on right now in Minnesota, that's when they listen. They didn't want to arrest this cop at all. These four cops didn't want to arrest him. They would rather the city burn down to the ground than to concede to black people. As I stated, these people view us as their natural enemy. They hate us. So, if we are sitting up here and I want, and I've been doing videos for years, for years, brothers and sisters, I've been doing content 
And when I say maybe we should try our chance in Africa, I say it for multiple reasons because it's wide open. It's so much opportunity to build that we ain't got to deal with uh, Derek Chauvin. We will have to deal with that. Brothers and sisters on the continent not getting murdered like that by the police. I'm not saying they police ain't done dirt. I'm not saying they police haven't killed nobody. I'm not saying that because they do have incidents of police brutality in, in certain African countries at times. Yes, they have had that. So I don't want to make sure I don't put that out there, but it's not to, to the level that we have dealt with here in America. No, ain't nowhere near that issue. The other reason I talk about it is because we need to get access to create business and also access it to some of the resources there that could help fund different things here in America. And the third reason I talk about that is because I don't like watching or being a part of fighting and everyone else sitting on the sidelines just watching because all you're doing is going to be slaughtered. Now, when I see people taking a stand like they doing now, okay, I'm with that, but I'm not with watching young women go toe-to-toe with race soldiers while eight dudes are standing there just looking at her do it. I'm not even cool with the way George Floyd died. This man's looking at saying, they're going to kill me, and y'all don't spring into action. Y'all don't do nothing to get them dudes off of that, that man like that. That's the stuff I'm talking about. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of these people knowing I can just kill a black person right in front of other black people, and I ain't got nothing to worry about. Cause I'm just going to do it. That comes from cowardice. So you want to tell somebody, Oh, well you want to go to Africa and escape racism. You just run it. No, like I'll be dumb not to, to think that about it. Be dumb not to think about it because who, who wants to sit up there and be a part of a group of people who's cowards, a part of a group of people. You, you do all this talking online. But when the rubber meets the road, you're going to stand there. That's wrong. Don't do that. Oh, I'm recording this. Man, this is wrong. I'm going to sue y'all. You get what I'm saying? Another thing why I talk about Africa at times with this. I fight all day long, but I'd rather fight in the majority. At least on the African continent, we in the majority as black people. We're not in the majority here. We're not, not to say we can't take a stand, but we're not in the majority. And then on top of that, not only with, with them, but you got other groups that side with them against us because they want to be in their good graces. So that's why I say that. I have no problem taking a stand, no problem defending. I believe in the second amendment. I, I have videos that I don't show y'all of, of me practicing my second amendment rights. So I can make a defense. My wife, another one, she knows about and practice her second amendment rights. We are good. Both of us, but I'm talking about the people. The majority of you is just so scary on a lot of things. You're scared of you scared to practice second amendment rights. You talk about something outside of, of white Jesus. You get scared. I had interviewed a sister the other day. Um, Evelor savior. She was just talking about voodoo. And oh, well, if this what a direction your channel going feel, I'm gonna have to unsubscribe. We 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 can't be doing all that. I'm like, oh my god. I said, so a guest can't have a conversation about something that actually came from African spirituality. Well, let's explore all conversation. Why not? That's what I'm supposed to do, right? This is a media outlet. We do that. But you have people doing that. It's just scary, man. It's like I can't deal with with, with people who have fear. 
I like people that's that's courageous, people that's bold. And the sad part is we have more women that's bold and courageous than a lot of the men. And when I see that, that's embarrassing as a black man. Yes, the young people's out there right now. They they taking a stand. They, I mean, hey, I will never condemn them. But we got way too many people, man, in, in, in our community that don't want to do even the right thing. Like I said, sometimes it's easier to go tear something up, but it's also much harder for some people to stick with that unity. Say, let's, let's do the things we need to do to create our own economy, even right here in America, to completely, completely remove ourselves from the Mzungu. Because we don't want to do that. A lot of people are militant integrationalists in our community. See, we want some unity. We gotta, we have to separate and separation doesn't mean that you're not going to deal with them, but separation means, Hey, look, we tried integration. We tried it. It doesn't work. So we need to, you know, create our own stores, have our own banks, you know, which we do have all these things. We don't support it like that. Shop with other black people, no matter what we can work on each other by customer service and all those different things. But if we had a movement and say, Hey, we're going to do this. We getting together. We sick and tired because to me, we're not sick and tired. If we still being militant integrationalists, we're not sick and tired. We're sick and tired at the moment, but it's going to Unfortunately, the white supremacists are banking on you. Just calming down. That's it. They say, okay, then we're going to deal with the intensity for about a little week, maybe two, and then they go go back to normal. Now, the reason why maybe some of this is a little bit more intense because people have lost jobs or coronavirus. People are angry. Uh, people you know, more want to vent more than, than normal. So yes, the intensity of this is going to be a lot different, but if we're sick, if we truly sick and tired, like we say, then we have to unify. We have to be serious about the unification of black people globally. We have to unify. I said that before unify here in America, unify in Latin America, the Caribbean unify, um, in the continent for sure. We need to unify and stop attacking black people for different choices. They want to make where they feel that if they're a lot in life, how is it unity to, to be against somebody that want to go to Africa? How's that unity? Okay. You going with black people. I can understand you saying I'm leaving black America and I'm going over there to Europe and be in a country full of white people. And they say, oh, I'm escape this racism. Go be a white people in another country. that could be less racist than them here. I mean, black people are not even saying that. Like I, that shows me right there. You have no unity. Oh, well, uh, I met an African, um, that come over here and he treated me this way or she treated me that way. Man, we met black Americans that treat us bad. What are you talking about? So I'm not gonna go to a whole continent because of that. Then black folks. I mean, that's I'm, I'm talking about this with you with unity. Okay. And then I'm gonna talk about them too. They wrong for coming over here, acting like they better than black folk. You left your country to come over here. Well, we had the, the things that we fought for. You wouldn't have a right to even come over here and be for black people. So I'll talk about the unity of that too. I don't like that. Some of them separate from black Americans. Oh, I'm, I'm Somali. I'm going to this community. Oh, I'm Ethiopian. I'm going to this community. Oh, I'm Nigerian. I'm going to this. I'm going to separate each other. But, but also we do that on the continent too. We have certain areas that say Ghana. We'll go stay in Ghana, but we go have a little black American expat community. We don't want to like a lot of us not mixing with the locals, like talking about, 
I mean, we need to get out of that. You can't just say, oh, well, they, the Nigerians stay with the Nigerians. But black Americans do that, too, in certain countries. We got to get out of all that. Yes, we all are different. And that's great we're different. We have different food, different language, different culture. That's great. But we're all black at the end of the day. We need to unify. That's why I'm not for all that separating black people. I'm not. Because they got black folks, no matter where you come from, that's doing some wrong things, that's selling out, and they got some black folks that's doing some good things. We have to stick together, all of us. We have global enemies. White supremacy is a global enemy enemy for us, for sure. Chinese are a global enemy for black people, for sure. That's the two things that we need to focus on and super cop up about. We as a people must make unity the number one thing to, that we got to accomplish. If J. Edgar Hoover said that the greatest threat to America is black unity, that's the greatest threat he said to America. They fear us coming together, even in a short term period. But if we, what if we can come together long term? And then understand when we come together on something, everybody want to come together too. Like they, they follow our lead when it comes to that. These uprisings, you know, inspire people. So we need to continue that. Trust me, if we start banking black and shopping with black and make that the trend, all these other groups are going to want to do it too. Well, you know, they don't want to be left out of what black people are doing. Nobody want to be left out of what we're doing. Because they feel that whatever we do is the cool thing to do. But we got to unify. Then you got Donald Trump up here talking about shooting, getting people shot. Talking about if you loot, uh, we, we gonna shoot and all that. I mean, he clearly said on Twitter about shooting uh, uh, people, and, and I and I, I definitely said that time period. Uh, that's not the thing you want to do. You don't want to send a death squad to go kill uh, people. You think you got a problem? Oh, you would have a problem. You do something like that. I would not advise to do that whatsoever. But if we sick and tired, brothers and sisters, we truly sick and tired, as we say, that we sick and tired then the next step is going to be unification. If not, it's just lip service. If not, you just venting. You're blowing off steam. Yes, you're going to cause them some economic damage, but you're blowing off steam. In order for it to work, we have to have a lasting unity. And we don't need a leader. Because well, we need somebody to guide us. No, you don't. Because when you have a leader, they become a target. What should guide you is just unification of black people. That's it. We need to support black people. We need to encourage black people. We need to, you know, find out all the gifted and talented black people in our community so we can make, you know, some headway. We need to find the gifted and talented people in the Caribbean. We need to find them on the continent of Africa. We need to find them in Latin America. Everybody is black. And my fight is your fight, and your fight is my fight. That's how we look at it. If the Africans are on the continent dealing with the Chinese, we speak about it. If we're dealing with the white supremacists, then Africans need to speak about that. Caribbeans need to speak about that. We all need to speak about what's going on and support each other. That's how we show global unity. But if we're not going to unify, then I'm personally tired of being sick and tired. And me being tired of being sick and tired is why I would say, you know what? What's the point sometime over? You know, what's the point? 
And then I go to the continent. And I see, man, we don't have to deal with these issues and problems. Some people say, well, we need to fight. We built this country and we need to fight, 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 fight. But it's not enough of us that talk like that. Look, on social media, people say that crap. But when it was rubber meets the road, them saying people talk on social media is not going to do nothing. And we know this. I know this. All you want to do is attack black people that want to go to the continent of Africa because you are really a militant integrationist. We need to fight, but you don't have a black bank account. <laughs> but we need to fight. Okay. Well, we, we need to fight, but you don't support black more businesses as you should. You keep funding the system that, that pay money to the cops that killed George Floyd. So if we truly sick and tired, as we say, then unity is, is the key and unity is going to cause you to make some moves. It will cause you to make moves. If you say, oh, I can't, I'm not going to leave this state because of this. I grew up in this state. I did this and I did that. And you don't want to come to the South and you in Minnesota and all these different places. You don't want to be down and be with your people in mass. Then, then what's the point of, of, of saying anything? We need to be in places where black people are plentiful. Well, they better think real good and hard about starting something. Because it's way too many of us. Unity has to be the answer. Working together has to be the key on all levels. We have to, we have to work with each other. We may not understand each other. We may not agree with each other, you know, say on certain levels, but we have to understand that we all agree that black folks can't be getting killed like this. We all agree on that. We all agree that something must be done. And yes, we have to make sure things do get done. I saw one young brother, you know, tonight was saying that we need a new constitution because this constitution doesn't protect black people. And that's a hundred percent correct. It don't protect black people. This whole system has to be tore down. If you want to survive in America, looking at your son, your husband, your uncle, your cousin, and worry about will they come home. Or you have all these Karens out here trying to call for your death, calling the death squad to try to come kill you because she mad that you parked in a parking lot a certain way or she's trying to lie on you because you told her to put a dog on a leash. You understand what I'm saying? The whole system is at fault. It's not just the entity of the police. The police is just the enforcement wing of white supremacy. They're all complicit, all of them. And what we got to do as black people, if you want to stay in America, like, you know, a lot of people would say, but my ancestors here, we built this. We, you know, why would I leave it and give it to them? But we live in under a tyrannical government. We are. We have not fought back and they're killing us. You understand? And I'm just tired of watching my people die. I'm tired of watching young women and young men die. I'm tired of it. And I have my own kids to think about too. You have your own kids to think about. And the most of the people that talk that way, they don't want to, you know, at least go try and see what's going to happen in the continent. This was most of them never been 
And they say, well, this is my home. I grew up here. My family here, this and that third. Man, they got people all over the world leave their countries to come to America. They leave their homes. They leave the, the places that their family uh, had generations of being at. A lot of people come to this country, leave their whole country. China, they leave China. They leave Japan. They leave the Philippines. They leave the continent of Africa. They leave different countries in Latin America, like Guatemala, Mexico, um, Panama. They leave all these different countries. I'm just naming off the top of my head. They leave Haiti. They leave the Dominican Republic. All these people leave where they come from to come here. They don't say, oh, I'm not abandoning this. I'm not abandoning Haiti. I'm not abandoning. My people been here for the thing is, and then people say, well, well, while they leaving to, for, for, uh, come here then if it's so bad and here, you guys don't understand those people come here because if they make money here, they all send money back to their countries. I was reading that in Kenya, that people monthly send an average of 200 plus million us dollars back to Kenya. So that much money is going back to Kenya from people that live here in the U S and abroad. That's what they do for their families. They send money back home and that money goes a long way. What a lot of them do as well is get set up or get their money up here. And some of them even go back home and then they go back home with a lot of money because their money literally doubles when you go from there to here and they establish businesses and everything like that. See those people when not, when it gets too hot and heavy, they can pack up and go somewhere. They don't have to stay here. They got their weight up, their money up, and then they can go back. Now, some of them don't want to go back at all, but I guarantee you it get hot and heavy. They pack their bags up and go to Nigeria so quick. Then it ain't funny. Let them people tell you that they wouldn't go back. If it got hot and heavy, yes, they would. My thing is black Americans need at least to have an option to go. That's my thing. Have the option. We wouldn't have an option. You may say, well, where we would go pick a place. That's the beauty of, of, of things. Pick a place. How I look at the continent, the whole continent is, is ours. Pick a place. I don't worry about if they're going to like me. I can tell you ain't went because every time I go is welcome home, brother. Oh, my brother, you here. And, 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 and we loved you, you being here, all that like nothing but love, man. This country have nothing but hate for black people. Black people get no love, man. Black people came. Look, think about it. Black people came with barbecue in peace, man. Without why them calling, calling the death squad on us, man. That's not even cool, bro. We can't even do simple things. Simple. Have a kid's birthday party. Police showing up. Uh, uh, army of police showing up. I mean, that's not no way to live, man. So forget, I don't care what people say or with me on that. Yes. We need a, a peace because a person say, well, that's kind of feel You know, you saying we need peace and we need rest. We do black people are dying ahead of time because we have no rest and no peace in America. We're stressed out all the time. We are oppressed. We're worried. We stress eat. We eat things we don't supposed to. And then America has the worst diet in the world. And you wonder why a lot of us have heart disease and diabetes and all different things because some of us stress eat. 
Some of you probably just stress eating now because you're just concerned with the situation with George Floyd. And no, that could be you, your kids, your son, your daughter. It could be, and sometimes people stress eat. It is stressful in this nation for black people. So yes, I would tell black people because I won't report nothing to you that I didn't experience. We can live a place where we don't have to deal with the stress and problems. You're going to have problems. You have problems everywhere you go. Life have problems. Yes, it do. I'm not going to ever tell you you go to one place and you're not going to have a problem. But also with that, and you tell me you're scary too because you got this attitude that the white man is omnipresent. Like he everywhere at the same time. He ain't everywhere at the same time. Only God is. Well, no matter where you go, you're going to deal with white supremacy. That is a lie. White supremacy isn't omnipresent. Only God is. You have put a lot of fear in your heart. That's why you believe the white man is all power, all knowing, omnipresent. I mean, he's, oh my God, the white man is just, just, he's a tyrant. And we've seen coronavirus brought him to his knees. That should have told you, oh, he's not as powerful as he say he is. Look right now, 40 million people unemployed. He ain't as powerful as he say he is. And your unity would, would, would definitely, he can't stand up to that. That's why he invests his time into keeping you broken apart and keeping you for want to connect globally with your people. So if you're sick and tired and unity, global unity is the key global. I need my people right here in America to join with me. I need my people that's in Canada, the Caribbean, Latin America, the continent, and anybody else spread out through the four corners of the earth. Yes, I need to join with my people. Yes, I do. I need them and they need me. We got to unify. Are we going to stay sick and tired? Listen, I'm sick and tired of 400 plus years of, of George Floyd's. Cause that brother is not the only one. There's been many brothers prior to him. When are we as black folks going to understand that either we unify or we die because that's what it is. And sometimes unification means exodus. That's what some of that means too. Sometimes. If you say we built America, then well, hell, we can build something greater than America on the continent. That's how I look at it. And if that you don't want to do that, it's not, you don't have to. I'm not forcing you to do anything you don't want to do. And don't tell me about, about ancestors. And all, let me tell you something. That argument does, doesn't sit well with me because we don't control anything. Because if we build, if we build America and controlled it, then my, I wouldn't even have nothing to say. We can't, pre- we can't prevent the daily racist murder that happens to black people by a system that targets black people. So if we sick and tired, we got to unify period. That's my mission. That's what I'm going to speak. That's what I'm going to promote period. Anybody that's not against unity. Don't talk to me because I will, you wasting my time. If you're not trying to unify in, in your city, you're not trying to unify in your state. You're not trying to unify other black people here in America. And then don't, don't fool with me like that. I, I don't hear like every black person that listen to me should have a black owned bank minimum. 
you should be working on or sending your children to a black-owned school or working on getting black-owned schools if you're going to be here in America. And every black person should have a passport to go wherever you want to go if you so chose to. But we got to do something, folks. We got to do something. We can't keep living like this. It's not good for our, our health or our, our physical being. You know, last time I got stopped by a police, you know, I'm sitting up there trying to do everything I could. And my five-year-old daughter it was in the back seat. You know, like anytime you see a police, you're thinking you can be murdered as a black man. That's not a life to live, folks. Especially black men. That's not a life to live. So, yes, either unify or if you're not going to unify and, and – and take a stand, then it's, it's major exodus time to the continent or Latin America or the Caribbean, wherever you want to go. Everybody don't have to go to the continent. You can go wherever you want, you know, wherever black people at, you can go. What I would suggest is cheaper anyway, better food, whatever. But we must take a stand, folks. We must take a stand. Because either you take a stand or it's going to keep going on for your children. And I don't want my children to have to live the same pain by the next generation of white supremacists. Thank you for listening to the Philip Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening that way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more support of the show helps us to keep going, helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.